Laney, I want to get into the Word tonight, the Word of God, and uh, this is what I'm going to preach on tonight, set apart, set apart, and you know, when we are taking communion, we realise that, you know, we are set apart, we are set apart by the blood of Jesus, we're set apart by a faith in Him, we're set apart for the purposes of God, and I just want to sort of look at that tonight, that Separate means to separate. And right in the very beginning, God separated. It says, you know, in the, in the days of creation, he created the light and the darkness, and he separated the light from the darkness. And that's kind of indicative of um, the way things have come down through history. After the fall of man, there was light and darkness, literally, spiritually, and it became a reality. And so there's this separation that has become part of our lives from the very beginning and so um, as I was reading this week I was looking in the book of Jeremiah and I thought wow Jeremiah was an awesome prophet he was called the weeping prophet I wouldn't want his job <laughs> because you know he his heart was rendered for the things of God and for the people of God for the nation of Israel but this is what the Lord said to him at the very beginning the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and this was the word of the Lord to him. From, from God, he said, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. There's that word, sanctified. It looks like a difficult, uh, kind of complex word, but it actually just means to separate, to set apart. And that's what I'm talking about, set apart, sanctified. Tonight I'm preaching on sanctification. Sometimes I preach on things that you can, that are very easy to understand and very easy to apply. But tonight I'm going to speak of some things that are a little more deep, but you guys are smart and I know you'll get it, okay? So I'm preaching a little bit about sanctification and being sanctified. So here you say, well, that's what God spoke to Jeremiah. But you know what? That applies to us as well. We may not be ordained as prophets to the nations, but we certainly were formed by God. He knew us before we were formed in the womb, actually. And we are all set apart or sanctified by God for his plan and purposes. He had a plan for Jeremiah. And you know what? He's got a plan for me. He's got a plan for each and every one of you as well, okay? So this was a special word, but we can all draw from it because it applies to us as well, that we have all been sanctified or separated for God, by God for his purposes. And as we go through this, we'll find out and go, well, will this happen in our lives? He was a prophet. It happened for him because he embraced the word of God. He embraced the call of God. He cooperated, okay? And the same uh, is needful for us. Okay, sanctification is important to the Lord. Being set apart is important to the Lord. Being separated to the Lord is very important to him. It's mentioned 22 times in that form, in that word, okay? And it means to be holy. Holy means to be complete doesn't mean to be perfect. You go, well, well, I don't feel very holy. 
but it doesn't mean we have to be perfect. It means completely committed, completely committed to the Lord, okay? So as we look at um, salvation, sanctification is like the second step of our walk with the Lord. Our first step is our commitment to him at the point of salvation. It's to believe, okay? So salvation is the first step. That is when we are reconciled back to God. We connect back to the Lord through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's by grace, totally. It's by the grace of God that we are saved. It's nothing we can do. We can never be good enough, okay? So salvation is the first step. It's a gift from God. Our sins are forgiven and the penalty is removed. And that's what we just celebrate with communion, okay? We are saved. We are saved by grace. The next thing is justification. And I'll put a, I've got a PowerPoint at the end to put all these together. So we are saved. So the first step is salvation. The next step is justification. Okay, what does that mean? It means it's just as I've never sinned. Just as I've never sinned. In other words, we are now counted as righteous by God. He doesn't see us as sinners. We are justified. He sees us as righteous. That's pretty amazing because really, you know, you can be saved one day and then you're suddenly justified by God, but you don't feel that much different. You're still you. You don't feel like everything suddenly changed overnight and you've been zapped or something. It's not like that, okay? Things happen as a process. Things happen as a process. So we are justified. But the process of sanctification begins at that point. God begins changing us. And the more we cooperate with him, the more the change happens. That's called sanctification or separation. We are separated from our old ways and our old actions and our old habits and our old ways of thinking through sanctification. And that happens through the power of God, but it also happens as we cooperate. You know, with anything, you progress more if you cooperate, right? If you resist, you know, things don't progress well. But if you cooperate, there will be a momentum, okay? And there will be fruit, there will be progress. So sanctification helps to remove our sin nature. Jesus has forgiven us and cleansed us of our sin, but we still have that nature within us. But there is the possibility also within us for change. You know, in, the, in our old lives, in our past lives, the way that we were, we couldn't change. We didn't want to change. But now, when we become believers and we receive the grace of God, we receive the Word of God, we receive the Holy Spirit, then that possibility, through Him all things are possible. Through Him all things are possible. I don't know about you, but there were things in my past, many things in my past, that I never thought I wanted to change and never thought I could change. But since I met the Lord, it's like that. That's why I wear this. I went from black to white, black to white. And that's a reminder to me of how much I have changed, how much God has done in my life, 
Am I perfect? No. Am I holy? No. But I'm on the journey and I cooperate with the Lord and things have drastically changed in my life. For any one of you who knows my testimony, probably Lainey knows more than anyone, uh, there's been incredible change, but I couldn't do it myself. I didn't want to do it myself. But when I met the Lord, hands up, I surrender. I surrender all, okay? And it's, you know, just about cooperating with the Lord. So he's working out, separating us from that old nature, that old nature. You know, is it important to God for us to be sanctified? Absolutely. He said, I sanctified you. Therefore, it must be important. And then in First um, Thessalonians, he's addressing some issues in this church to this group of believers. And he said, this is the will of God. Your sanctification, in other words, separate yourselves, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honour, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. So there is obviously an area in the life of this group of believers there was a problem with sexual immorality. Okay, And so God is saying to them, look, you are a holy vessel. You're a vessel of the Lord. The Holy Spirit indwells you. This is not acceptable to God. The will of God is separate yourselves from the way the world lives. Separate yourselves from the way the Gentiles live. Live honorably. Live with honor. Don't be controlled by passion. Don't be controlled by lust like the Gentiles because they don't know God. He's saying, you guys know God. Control yourselves. Be honourable. And don't give in to the lusts of the flesh. Separate yourselves, okay? And sometimes that's a very difficult thing to do. Nevertheless, the will of a God is that we separate ourselves from the way that Gentiles do things, okay? So it is the will of God. And then he had, to, then Paul had to speak to the Corinthian church. You know, he had a tough task sometimes. He was just hammering these guys with, but it's the word of God. It wasn't Paul's opinion. This is not my opinion. This is the word of God. And this is what he said in Corinthians chapter six. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. In other words, don't let anyone trick you. Don't let anyone fool you. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. This is a long list, hey? Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Now, as we go through that, you know, naturally we think, oh, that's a terrible sin, that one. And then you get down and you go, oh, that's in there too. That's our human nature. We kind of classify things the way that we think or the way suits us. But this is the word of God. But then he says this, and, some were, and such were some of you. Such were some of you. And you know what? Such were some of us. But you were washed you are sanctified, you are justified 
in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. He's saying, look, there's all these kinds of sins and that will not get you into heaven. It will not cause you to inherit the kingdom of God. And he said, some of you are doing it, but not anymore. He's saying, you were like that, but you're not anymore. Don't go back. Don't think about going back. Don't be tempted. Don't be deceived. He's saying, you're washed. You've been cleansed. You're sanctified. You're separated. Stay separated. That's what he's saying. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. You represent the Lord, he's saying. You represent the Lord. You represent the name of Jesus. And you've been separated by the Helper, the Holy Spirit. He helps you stay separated from these things which bound you and which bound us as well. You know, we can't point the finger. We are not judges, okay? We just need to discern what the Word of God is saying and apply it in our lives. God is the judge, not us. But we need to know the Word because it will correct us and it will direct us so that we do inherit the kingdom of God, so that we do live honourably, okay? Okay, I'm not hammering you guys with this stuff. We need to know the truth. The truth will set you free, amen? Okay, so these are things that he's saying. He said, you were sanctified. You were justified. Remember who you are. Remember what you are. So sanctification is a state as well as a process. It is a reality. It is a reality. He said, you were sanctified. Okay, let's go to Hebrews 2. Get some understanding. Is this okay? Okay, Hebrews chapter 2. Talking about Jesus. So do we have to do all this hard work and try and be good all the time? No, it's he who helps us and we also cooperate. Oh, there's an active role and a passive role. In Hebrews 2 it says, Both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified, that's him and us, are all of one. For which reason he's not ashamed to call them brethren. Isn't that awesome? He's the sanctifier. He's perfect. He's perfect. He lived a sanctified life. He lived a separated life. He never sinned. Why? For our sake. So that we could be made righteous through his blood. Okay? So it says he sanctifies and we are being sanctified but we're all connected, we're one, we're family, and he's not ashamed of us. He's perfect, we're not. <laughs> you know, sometimes people are embarrassed by family members. You know, you might, you might have a crazy uncle or something and you're, you're totally embarrassed by them or you're really ashamed. You know, you might be ashamed because maybe your parents got divorced or maybe your brother's drug addict or something, you know, and you might be ashamed and embarrassed. But you know what? Jesus is not embarrassed by us and he's not ashamed of us. He says, they're my family. She's my sister. He's my brother. He ain't heavy. <laughs> but that's wonderful to know. He's the one who sanctifies us as well. You know that? It's his, that's his part of the job. And then it says this in Hebrews 13. I love Hebrews. 
Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. So for us to be separated from our sin, to be separated uh, from darkness and reconciled back to God, Jesus paid the price. Jesus suffered. He shed his own blood to separate us to himself. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? He sanctified us with his own blood. That's why we take communion. We thank him for what he did for us. Amen? And then after he did that, what happened? In Hebrews 10, it says this. But this man, this awesome man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Wow, that's a big passage there. What did he do? It said, after he offered himself as the perfect sacrifice for sin, he sat down. Why? Because it was finished. Done. Over. There was nothing else that could be done. He did it all. The perfect sacrifice. And he's waiting. Waiting till his enemies are crushed under his feet. And then it says this, by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. So we are sanctified because of our faith in him, but we are also being sanctified because we are living in a fallen world. And things take time. It is a reality, it's a spiritual reality that we are sanctified, but we are also being sanctified. That is a reality in which we live in the present. And the reality is that we will be totally sanctified. We will be perfect when Jesus returns or when we die and go to be with the Lord. We will take on our glorified bodies then. That's total separation, okay, to God. One of the last things that Jesus prayed before he went to the cross is in John 17. He prayed to the Father and he was saying, sanctify them. He was talking about his, the disciples and the, those who would believe in him. He said, sanctify them by your truth. In other words, separate them by the power of your word. Keep them, set them apart by the, your truth. Your word is truth. He said, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. This is before he went to the cross. He's setting himself apart to die for the sinners. The innocent one is setting himself apart to die for all of us sinners. He's saying, I'm doing it. I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. He paid the price for us. But his prayer was, Father, you take care of them. Show them the truth. Give them your word. Give them your word. That's why it's so important for us to have the word of God in us. It will separate us. It will set us apart. Okay? Set us apart because we will know the truth. There are so many people in this world who don't know the truth. 
they are so deceived, so deceived. You know, one thing that kind of really bothered me um, in the last couple of days, I saw on the news that um, Christianity, the percentage of Christians in Australia is drastically reducing. You know, that is a tragedy, I think, tragedy. And so we need to get out into the world and share the truth, share the love of God, and do what God has called us to do. Amen? Share the word. Why? Here's why. Because in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's not people's opinions. It's not just nice stories. or It's not just terrible stories of judgment. This is the word of God, given by the inspiration of God. It's profitable. It's valuable. It's precious. It's profitable for doctrine, in other words, to teach us, for reproof, so that we'll understand things, for correction, to get us back on track. Hey, no, that's not right. For instruction in righteousness, how to live right, how to live well, how to live successfully in this world. How, why? That the man, that's person, that the person or the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Thoroughly equipped. You may not think you're equipped for anything, but I'm telling you, if you've got the word of God in you, absolutely. <laughs> you're equipped for every good work. Everything you need to do, if you know the word of God, you will know what to do. You will know what to do. When you've got the Word of God, when you've got the Spirit of God in you, I'm telling you, it's a winning combination. God will lead you. God will direct you. God will help you. He will empower. He will empower you. Okay, the last scripture that I want to go to, because this is pretty heavy duty, the last scripture I want to go to is in Revelation. Right at the very end, last chapter, 22. He who's unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Is this a warning from the Lord? No, I think it's an announcement. He's announcing something. He's not warning, he's just telling it like it is. You wanna live this way? Live this way. If you wanna be this way, be this way. But hey, I'm coming back soon, soon. I'm coming quickly, that's what he said. So we need to make that decision to allow him to continue to set us apart, to keep us separated. You know, in these days when things seem, you know, things were more black and white before, there's so many gray areas now, so many gray areas. We need to know the word, we need to know the Lord, we need to hold on to him and to be separated from the things of this world. Should we isolate ourselves? Absolutely not. Jesus said you're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're in this place, but you're different. You belong to me. We are called by his name. 
And so he's saying, I'm coming back quickly to give everyone according to his work. You know, it's time to work. It's not time to play around. It's not time to play around. It's not time to say, you know what? I've been busy, I deserve a break. You know what, work while you can. Work while you can, because the night is soon coming. And remember I said I was gonna give you a, a little, this is what I did. I hope it makes sense. Okay, sin, talking about separation, sanctification, separation. Sin is being separated from God. Salvation is being separated to God. Justification is being separated by God. He's saying you're not guilty. That's how I reckon you are. Sanctification is being separated from sin and from worldliness. And then glorification, that's the final step, is being separated with God. When we die or when the Lord comes back, we are glorified and with him. So the bottom line is this. The bottom line is this. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to the Lord. Submit to the Lord. You know, we belonged to the fallen. But now we belong to the risen. So let's soar with the Lord. Let's not be like the world and drag down. He has lifted us up. He carries us. He has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know? So we shouldn't be separated. We shouldn't be withdrawn. We should be aware and available to help others to become separated from their hopelessness, to become separated from their depression, to come, become separated from their sin and their weaknesses. You know, God has given us strength. He separated us and made us different to make a difference. Amen? Amen? Father, we just thank you that you have separated us, that we are different. And you've called us to make a difference, to give that help, to give that wisdom, to give the answers, to give hope to others that there is a way out. They can be separated from these things which drag them down, from these things which will keep them out of your kingdom. Lord, help us to surrender to you, to allow you to continue the good work that you've begun in us. Help us to grow and to flourish and to represent you well. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, if anyone needs prayer, I'll pray with you. Otherwise, good night, everybody online. Have an awesome week. Say hi to someone.